Well, here it is, episode 29 of Aussie Rideshare Podcast. And I just wanted to let everybody know that this recording was actually done prior to the current lockdown, which we're all experiencing here in New South Wales. So just to allay any fears that someone's been in the car throughout this period, I can assure you they haven't. Please continue to rate, review, subscribe, download, share, whatever it might be. And I hope you enjoy this next episode of the Aussie Ride Chair Podcast. Hi, my name's Christian, and this is Aussie Ride Chair. I quit my corporate job so I could spend more time with my amazing daughters and have incredible chats with regular people here in Sydney. Because life's too short not to do something you love. Second job of the morning here, Rose Bay traffic is shite. It's uh, it's a beautiful day. It's cold. It's 11 degrees. And it's probably not going to get a whole lot warmer, to be honest. But traffic is pretty bad here. I'm trying to get to Marissa. We'll see how we go. Managed to get that set of lights, which is great, because otherwise that could have been an absolute disaster. So Marissa should be up here. It's good there's no one behind us. Narrow streets, these. Hope no one pulls up in front. It's going to be up on the left. There she is. Hey Marissa, how are you going? Good, how are you? Good, thank you. Ugh. Traffic's pretty bad out there. Yeah, it's just, I always book it like an hour before I actually need to be anywhere because it's just like... It's hell. It takes like half an hour to get from here to Bondi Junction some mornings. It's oh no, it's crazy. Uh, there's a truck that's broken down on Old South Head Road as well. Oh good. So, and it's broken down at the right hand lane. Yeah. It may have cleared, but 45 minutes ago when I was going into Bondi, it was pretty bad. bad. Yeah. Uh, there's some hand sanitizer in the back there for you. Just sanitized, thank you. And the microphone here is me recording for my podcast. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, so I hope you don't mind. No, that's okay. Good way to spend your time. Exactly. I'm and sure you have some intriguing conversations. There's some pretty cool ones out there. Yeah. Life's too short not to do something you like. And, yeah, totally. You know, in these current times, if the guy, the last guy I had in my first trip of the day, he's about to jump on the ferry and he said, I'll give it a listen on the ferry, something different. Yeah. So that's what it's meant to do. And what is it that you do? I work in retail. How's all that going for you at the moment? Yeah, I mean, I work in homewares, so it's really busy. Everyone's everyone's Just at home, so they're nesting and they're spending money on renov- their renovating their house and, and yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a scary time there. Like I'm pregnant, like four and a half months pregnant. Congratulations! It's like a very weird time to be working in retail. Like it's obviously not the safest place to be working, and it's it's. I'll be, I'll be glad to see the tail end of it. Yeah, I was just, again, the last season. guy, would, he just had his baby in April, yeah. first baby. And um, it's an awesome time though. Yeah. So, this is your first? Yeah. Crazy. First. Congratulations. Thank you. Do you know what you're having? Yeah, having a little boy. Uh, well, good luck. Yeah, it's going to be an experience. Yeah. Yeah, looking forward to it. Was it expected or unexpected? Or was it something you guys are trying for? Or is it just, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. It was, pl- it was definitely planned. Um, I don't think we expected COVID to be quite as hectic as it <laughs> I don't think planning. anyone did. I'm not planning it, but you know what? Everything happens for a reason, so... It certainly does. And have you, I mean, names, have you started working on those? Yeah, no, we know what we're going to call it. Re- already? Yeah, we knew before we even... So, y- your train of thought was, let's think about a baby, we'll call it this when it comes along. No, we were just like, we just used to chat about like what we would call our child if we had one and we just landed on a name that we loved. Can you tell me? Yeah, we're calling him Hux. 
Oh, I like that. Not like a traditional name, I guess, but and I, like I know our his parents don't love it, but oh well, it doesn't matter. Again, they're not the one that has to. Has to uh, yeah, exactly. You know, they're not ones at the school assembly yeah. saying, "Here's Hux getting his gold yeah. award for whatever it is." It's it's so weird thinking about having a child. Like it's not. It's literally forever. You don't think about like how, <laughs> how much it involves until you're until you've started walking the journey out, and you're like, right, okay, cool. This is it's huge. Yeah, I've got two of them, and I share care with them, so week on week off. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, they're awesome. They are phenomenal kids. Um, yeah, you've got a long road. Yeah. All my mates who are having babies at the moment, um, they're, you know, one just about to have another, you know, they're, they're all around that space. And before they had their kids, they were like, mate, you've changed. You know, you don't come out anymore. You don't do, your, you know, you don't play sport. All of a sudden, I said to those guys, I said, you know what, I get that. Wait till you have your kids. Yeah. It'll be different. <laughs> no, I'll never, ever change. I won't be any different than what I was. And now they're not coming out. Again, COVID, but prior yeah. to COVID, cricket was, you know, they couldn't make the cricket because they had something on a one-year-old's birthday or whatever it was. And I'm 10 years ahead of them. So I'm, I'm loving it. I love the fact yeah. that my kids are as old as they are. Yeah. But yeah, it's an awesome experience. You'll, you'll have an absolute blast. Yeah. 100% you will. I was always scared, like, to have girls. I don't know, because I guess because I know what me and my sister were like when we were teenagers, but... Same rationale it, between be same for me for boys. Boys, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I was terrified to have a boy, so I was a prick of a kid. <laughs> yeah, you know. so was he. <laughs> what does he do? Um, he's finishing his masters to become a te educate, like teacher. <laughs> so he's, so he's going to be dealing with kids twenty four seven. That's mental. He's nearly done. He's got his. He's got. He'll have his eleven week unpaid prac when we have a three month old, <laughs> which is going to be. So so hilarious. Good luck with that. He's not going to sleep. It's, it's a whole term of unpaid work, which is insane. Where is he working? Uh, well, at the moment, he's just working for between Scots College and um, just a commercial cleaning company. Yeah, right. Because he's still studying. Yep. Um, but they don't get to choose where they do their crack. Oh, he could be in that in Orange or something like that. He does it. Well, he's at Notre Dame. Okay, right. So private college, so they um, choose schools. They have relationships with schools and put you in an area where you live. So hopefully oh, that's not you'll too get bad. something close by. Okay, that's cool. There's plenty of um, Catholic schools in the east, so I'm sure there'll be some, like, because it's a Catholic college that he goes to, they'll, oh, they, in, they'll place him in a Catholic There's a proliferation of colleges or schools yeah. out here. Yeah. Uh, any idea where you're going to send your lad? Because, I mean, you, you guys have planned names. I mean, you must have got, you've gone through the education part oh, already. I don't, I don't know whether we'll stay in Sydney for... What? School for kids. My husband's from the Gold Coast and his family lives in northern New South Wales. Okay. So we sort of, there's some really good schools there that, you know, he would love to teach at eventually. So, you know, we've got it. We already own a place on the Gold Coast. So we're like, oh, it makes sense to stay in Sydney yeah, I get it. long term. Um, and if he's teaching at the school, invariably your son could end up at that same school, which... Slashes your costs. hundred percent. And also, it's you take them with you. Exactly. You bring them home. You, you know, ground them, or you send them to the principal when they're in trouble. That's yeah. all that sort of stuff. That's that's good. Yeah. Wow. There's, there's some amazing, you know, all boys schools here. But I think I've, I've also heard some absolute horror stories about the boys schools. The girls schools great. Like I've got a lot of friends who went to a lot of all girls schools yep. in Sydney. But the boys schools are pretty brutal. Um, well, my so, oldest daughter's gone to a co-ed, and the school, even though it's COVID's been happening and they've been schooling from home, yeah. a bit of, you know, term two, 
She loves it. Yeah. Absolutely loves it. And she's just grown as a person as yeah. well, which is really good for her. I mean, not to say, it's good. Not to say she wasn't a, 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 a well-rounded kid already, Four. but she's yeah. just gone to the next level. Yeah. You know, she's, it's really cool. So this is where the truck's broken down. Hopefully they've taken it out of the way. By the looks of this traffic, this could just be normal eight o'clock traffic. Yeah, it's, it's not normally like this here. Oh, okay. Well then, we're... It's probably the truck. And what do you start at nine? Nine. Well, yeah, we should be right. Time. We should be there by yeah. nine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'd be as nice. As long as I've got time to get a coffee, one coffee. Oh, I mean, I've got a little bit left in here, <laughs> and I can sanitise my face. But um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so how many? How many for you guys? Um, after this pregnancy, it's been horrible. I oh, would really? say one, but we we want two, so we'll just keep see. smashing them out until you just until you, you've had enough. Two will be my absolute max. It's really? been a horrible, horrible experience. What's been so bad say, about it? I've been so sick. Oh, yeah, please like, don't throw so, up in the car. No, no, You'd be my first person to throw up in the car. <laughs> well, that's really good. No, it's really bad. I don't want. I mean, great story, but no thanks. No, I've 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 sort of turned a corner now. Like, but for the first since I was about six weeks pregnant, like pretty much throwing up every single day. Oh, like, serious? So bad. I've tried like every different medication. They haven't been able to find something that works and it's it's hard because it's like it's hard to explain to people how sick you really are but you yeah, must be like so thankful for the fact that you know we've had a really safe pregnancy he's been fine the whole time awesome. like we've had a few friends um you know go through miscarriages while we've been pregnant so really? we've been really lucky well that's yeah. pretty sad so here's the truck yeah well it's a, it's a, it's a big truck, a sizable truck. Yeah. yeah it's a sizable truck that's in trouble um Oh, they put it on a tow truck now. Yeah. What's your biggest fear about becoming a parent? Um, and I'll see if I can allay some of those fears for you. Screwing up. Doing a bad job. Like, I would hate to let my child down. You never will. Yeah. They'll, they'll say to you, my daughter, my eight-year-old daughter says, and her and I have a strong bond. Her mother uh, and my eldest have the stronger bond between those two. And I still, my daughter and I, eldest daughter, still, great. We're still very good, yeah. very strong. But my youngest daughter and I have a slightly stronger bond than what my eldest daughter does. And it's the reverse of them to their mum. Yeah. Um, my youngest daughter now, she'll say things like, you know, you, you don't, oh, fine, I guess you don't love me. Yeah. I'm like, sweetie, it's not that I don't love you. It's yeah. just that you don't need another bag of lollies. Yeah. You don't need another American doll. For fuck's yeah. sake, you've got 10 of them. <laughs> um, where are the other eight? Yeah, you're playing with two. Where are the other eight? And yeah. she's like, oh, but I need, so... Don't worry about stuffing up. Yeah. You, you never will. They'll give you grief, but you, you did the same. Yeah. When you were younger, you yeah, did the exactly. same. So, um, I, the advice I gave to the last guy, and he was a young dad, obviously four months old, wow. three months old, and I said to him, if and this is to your partner as well, uh, if he can spend any time, and I guess as a teacher he has that benefit, but if he can spend any time in your son's class, even an hour a week, yeah. reading, or doing arts and craft or sport or whatever it is, yeah. they don't forget that. And it's so, so important. My daughters, I'm lucky enough that I haven't missed an assembly, a swimming carnival, sports carnival in all of their school, except yeah. for high school this year with Marley, yeah. because high school is a bit different. They don't really you know, encourage parents to come along to every single event. Yeah. Primary school, I didn't miss anything. Yeah. Every assembly, 2.30 on a Wednesday afternoon or Thursday when they changed them, was there for all of them. So I was lucky in that regard. And it got to the point where there were some dads going, look, Christian, can you just fuck off? Because you're making us look bad. Yeah. And I didn't mean, I didn't do it for that. I'd take photos for them and send them to say, look, here's your daughter or son getting yeah. their award. But the parents that did turn up, 
their kids remember all of it. Yeah. And that it just it's an hour a week, and I know people are busy and lives, and hopefully with COVID, there'll be a more relaxed. Hopefully, it's going to teach everyone to just to enjoy their life a bit more. Fill their lives up less and spend more time with family. So true. What's the, apart from being pregnant through COVID? What's the one thing you've done differently? I'm not on my phone as much. It's funny, like. I used to be so um, on, like on, like always responding to everything, making heaps of plans, like filling up all my time because I felt like I felt like I needed to fill my time to feel like I was doing something. And now I, I'm just I'd stay off it. Nice. I pick my two times in the day, in the morning and then in the evening. It's easier when you're working when you I don't can't touch my phone. But yeah. when I'm at home, trying not to be on it all the time, it just makes you more present. Like more aware of what's going on around you and it's so funny when you like go to a shopping center at the moment and you look around at everyone and 80 percent of people have got their head in their phone and it's especially now i think being pregnant too because i'm like i want to be a parent who's aware of what's happening with my child and like, yeah. not to pass judgment on other parents i don't know what it's going to be like but when i'm sitting in a cafe and i just watch a parent like on their phone and their child's trying to get their attention and they're just like so engrossed with whatever they're doing instagram or whatever yeah like, it makes me sad that that's what 100%. our kids are growing up with because I know that I didn't grow up with that with my parents. Like, they were so present and, like, involved in everything and I want to be the same. I, know, I totally get it. I mean, conversely, my parents weren't involved in anything at my school mm. and throughout my school, uh, school life. So I think I'm vicariously living my childhood through my children. Yeah. So being able to be there... Yeah. You know, and I, my, my thing is set to finish at 11.15 today. Yeah. My, my Uber set to stop at 11.15 at home because at 11.30 every day I go and feed the chickens at school. Yeah. Get their food scraps from the kids, feed the chooks, and off we go. And then so, I jump back in the car. Yeah. And it's because it's my week off from the girls, I'll go get back in at 12.15, probably drive to about 5.15, 6 o'clock, whatever it might be, and that's the day. Mm. But, again, the flexibility of Uber affords you that. Yeah. But, again, you're right about it. It's about being present. I mean, your kids notice the fact that you're on the phone. Yeah. And in, then they start doing the same thing. Exactly. So, um, I've got just... friends who like bought their kids' phones when they were like eight because their kids were just so desperate to have mobile phones because they always saw their parents on their mobile phones. And it's just like, I don't want my child to have a mobile phone until they're in high school and have to have one. Yeah, yeah, like... I get it. We'll get it. We'll go straight ahead here because the traffic through here with the school zone. Yeah, no, we'll actually fine. get a better flow through here anyway. But... I always um, at the lights just near. Zara. Yes. Go right there, and I just, just pull up on the left. Just outside Zara. Done. Perfect. Thank you. No dramas at all. There's no point in getting the right-hand lane because these three will all turn right. Yeah, no, it's all good. Okay, and we still got what have we got? Forty-five minutes. Yeah, so we've plenty of time. Have a coffee. Relax. We're three hundred meters from Westfield. We'll probably <laughs> it wasn't be. Wasn't bad. It was just that truck. Yeah, I know. I know. So what time are you working? Like normal hours, nine to five type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Was gonna like our GP has been like. If you don't have to be working, like, don't work at the moment with COVID and, like, babies, they just don't know, like, you know. With old mate doing his master's, though. Yeah, well, he's working, like, a lot of hours. It's part-time with, um, so he does, like, mostly Saturdays. Right, okay. And that's all online at the moment with his uni. There's no, no in-person. But he's about to finish? So he's, he's got, like, two subjects to go, and then next year, in April, he has his prac. They only do prac term two, so you have to wait. If you miss it this year, we were meant to be on a honeymoon. Because um, we got married a year and a half ago, but waited wow. to have our honeymoon, and then COVID happened, so we cancelled our honeymoon. Where were you supposed to go? We were supposed to just go to Bali. We had like three yeah. weeks booked. And Never go to Bali amazing. again. 
Yeah. Nah, Bali's closed forever. Yeah, not after this. No. It'll take them years to get back to... Let me tell you, Bali and Fiji are phenomenal places for kids, though. Yeah. So when you do go back in yeah, we'll 10 wait years' till time, we go with kids. Um, when you got them both, uh, it's a great place because the Fijians and the Balinese love children. Yeah. And then it just means you guys get on the gas yeah. and uh, just love life. Yeah. Well, I wish you all the best. Thank you so much. Good luck with your podcast. Oh, man, you to smash it out of the park. You have so many people that I'm sure every day you'd have so many amazing Great stories. Great stories. You'll yeah. have to um, have to have a listen and tell us what you think. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. All right, you take care. Stay safe. You too. Well, good luck with uh, little, little hucks. That's the branch. See you later. See you, darling. Well, 22-minute trip with Brent. I wonder where this punt is going. But we'll find out here in Bondi. Strange old day. Very misty and very hazy this morning. But this could be Brent right here. How are you, Brent? Hey, man. Good. How are you? All right, brother. That's the way, man. Alexandria. The one. Oh, yeah, let's get there. What's going on today, boss? Oh, work. Got uh, meetings. Relationship management Mondays. Is that right? I used to be an RM. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Got out of it because life's too short. Yep. And now I'm the only Uber driver in the world that has a podcast. Yeah. Where passengers share their own stories. So let's. This, this is what the microphone's for. Oh, you got one, so really? I, yeah, seriously, man. I hope you don't mind. Oh no, go for it. Go the artist. What are you RM for? I, no, I've got a biopharmaceutical company. Yeah, right. And i setting up different clinical work around the world. And we're doing one at Red Cross. Oh, I actually can't go into detail of it, but we're doing one at Red Cross. For yeah, no, don't, don't, don't go into any details, mate. We don't want that IP lost. No, we certainly don't. Um, what area of pharmaceuticals? Uh, it's more in sort of all biomanufacturing. Okay. So uh, sort of products that are derived from the human body. How did you get involved in that? Uh, a few years ago, I um, invented an algorithm to be able to preserve different biological materials and consumables. It was around sort of food banking and food security initially. Yep. I don't know how we can, we thought if you can preserve an egg, then why can't you preserve big volumes of fish, for example? <laughs> a human egg, yeah, it's as simple as that. So we reverse, on, reverse engineered some of the paperwork around IVF to be able to build big scale commercial food processing machines and, then and what were you processing at the time uh like tons of milk and fish and beef and then we're doing like ingredients like um, broccoli for nutraceutical markets and things like that and then we went back into the we thought well this is working so well in the agricultural space what if we go back and try it against existing ibf technologies and the likes um and went from there and then it built into the whole bio space just exploded and you're killing it it's a long way to go, but we're going all right. I can't complain. No, no, I get it. I get yeah. it. What's the what's the long term goal? Uh, I think well, patient outcomes is a big one for me. So having the ability to improve on like cost for patients for their different treatments, whether it's a blood donation, whether it's a cancer treatment, whether it's an IVF cycle, whether it's sperm X Y Z. Um, also improve clinical outcomes, so you'll be able to reduce manufacturing costs 
um, so I find there's this balance between pharmaceutical, biopharmaceutical and patients and a large disconnect. One's trust, one's cost, one's license, X, Y, Z. And I think if you can bridge the gap between the three and make everyone happy, then you've got a pretty successful business and you can be pretty, you can sleep well at night. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> You're like some superhero. No, just ambitious and I sort of perceive failure differently. I, um... Yeah, mate, I totally understand, mate. I mean, I, I, was, I was just taking the piss, but um, <laughs> mate, it's a good story. Yeah, that's sort of that's all in sort of three year period as well. So we knocked it up pretty quickly. How many of you are doing it? I've got a team in. I've got a team here. I've got a team in Victoria. Uh, I've got a team in Ballarat. I have Melbourne, Victoria team in Ballarat, and we're about to go and set up shop in Texas as well. Get out of here. Yeah, so I'll be I'll jet off from Sydney tonight back to Melbourne for a few days and then head over to Texas on the weekend probably for a month or so and there's. There's 20 employees, and then what does setting up in Texas do for you? Though is that is that when you have to start dealing with the FDA? Yeah, we have to do a regulatory uh, FDA there. They do EU as well yep. um, through that process, but we don't have certain bioprocessing, biomanufacturing sites in Australia. The state government just committed 100 million to build one at Peter Mac Cancer Centre in Melbourne. How does um, that help you? Because we have to set up in Texas to be able to get the clinical and the FDA approvals to be able to use the application. Um, and we can't do that unless we're in a biomanufacturing site. So we have to be, they don't have one in Australia, so we have to set up there in order to get those regulatory approvals. Hence the Texas thing. Yeah, and, yeah, and that also opens up the market there as well. Is there anything else out there like it? Uh, there's plenty of cryogenics isn't really a new field. Yep. Um, but in terms of advancements over the last sort of 15 years, it's been focused around software and automation and things like that, not necessarily outcomes, um, because it, a lot of the time it's there's this big separation in biopharma with you've got the commercial side, engineering side, and then you've got the sort of the clinical side, which is more the scientists, doctors, things like that. Um, and we sort of we looked at it as a uniform team, a united team. And that's where we advance the technology to improve the outcomes, which the, the domino effect is all those other things too. Was there something in your life that you decided to change what you're doing to do what you're doing now? Was uh, there a tipping point for you? Uh, I was, yeah, I did. I was in earth moving for like six years. And then I went on a cooking show called MasterChef and I won that. Bullshit. In, yeah, I won that when I was in uh, Brent, Brent, who the hell are you, mate? <laughs> Superman is a thing. Well, mate, you know, okay. No, no, fair crack. No, mate, yeah, touche, mate. Yeah, yeah. You actually won MasterChef. Yeah, many moons ago now. Get out. Uh, yeah. Did you? Oh, mate, no, please. Um, I used to watch uh, bits and pieces of it. But So what's your last name then, Brent? Owens. O-W-E-N-S. <laughs> no, I'm with you, man. Um, what came of MasterChef? So you're in MasterChef. You win that. Yeah. Uh, did you do it easy in the final? Nah, I never had any expectations to even get to the top 25, let alone win. Um, I remember my my partner at the time, I was telling her, we filmed for six months and uh, we started in January. And I remember telling her, the sort of, I'll be back by Feb, so don't worry about it. <laughs> I'll see you in two weeks. Yeah, I'll see you in a couple of weeks. That's, that All of a sudden, you rock back in July. Yeah, exactly. But I, I don't know, that's sort of, I think that's what gets me through everything is I'm pretty laid back and I don't let many things get to me, stress me out. I've um, got a pretty good patience and long fuse so it's uh, I'm just sort of chill it is what it is life is what it is and oh man I love it I'm the same my, my, my motto is life's too short yeah exactly um, and 
mate, you are nailing it. So you win MasterChef. Yeah. What happens from there? I. Oh, I did a lot of stuff all around the world. Yeah, you do a bit of that. But I, I sort of had it as a... I didn't have a set target outcome. I was more explore, explore. I'm all about experience. Experience as much as you can in life. Um, so I really leveraged that to sort of travel, I guess, half the time of, of the year. So sort of six months of the year was my goal. Um, and I was doing all paid work through the... I guess leveraging the show and the position that you put in. Yep. Uh, then I started doing documentaries, travel documentaries, food documentaries for Discovery Channel and things like that. <laughs> wrote a book. Um, what else did I do? I don't know, bits and pieces, I suppose. What was yeah. the highlight of the MasterChef experience, though? Um, apart from apart from winning, that's pretty cool. I don't think that's the sort of not the pinnacle for me. Uh, I would say, I guess it's really shines a spotlight on who you are. And I guess the strengths and weaknesses that you've got as a person. Uh, and it was in the show that I recognised a lot of flaws in my personality, but also a lot of positive traits too. So what were the flaws um, that you found? Uh, my narrow-mindedness, my inability to recognise other people's opinions in a constructive way versus being reactive and sort of through my own filter of insecurity. Um they were probably the two main ones. And what like, about like the positives? In the world. Yeah, no, fair enough. What about the positives? Uh, my resilience, my how laid back I was. Uh, I always thought I was a bit of an introvert, which I think that was challenged on the show, considering I was a, a class clown, so to speak. Uh, yeah, a lot, a, lot of, a lot of different things. A lot of things that really set a new foundation for moving forward. So how old are you now, if you don't mind me asking? 31. So when, how old were you when you went MasterChef? 20. Okay, so you're a 25 year old. You win Master Chef. Yeah. There's a few things you find out about yourself. Yeah. Good and bad. Yeah. Obviously, you've taken those forward, and you've learned from those. Yeah. Um. After Master Chef, you travel. You wrote a book. You've done a couple of things here and there. Um. Mate, where? where how did you get from that though to here, like to where you are? I just don't. I pretty much. It was three years. I've been. I had Vitrify three years, and then we had probably the eight months before that. So what year are we in? Twenty one. You know, it's, uh, probably most of twenty seventeen. I blocked everything out. I finished filming a documentary in Mauritius, and then I pretty yeah, do, much do, doing it tough. Yeah, no, it was a, I shut the doors after that, and I said not doing anything more. When when did the ex? When did the, so when you went on the show? When did you separate from the ex though? Before Mauritius? Uh, uh, no, after Mauritius. Really? Yeah. Whose call was that? Bad timing. <laughs> um, I was mine initially, but then just sort of was a, after a few weeks of the emotion over overflowing, it was sort of a mutual thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, and then... So you post Mauritius, yep. you yep. lock away 17? Yeah, to just put my head down on the research. And I essentially, when they say garage sort of experiment, um, starting a company, it was not, much, not too dissimilar to that. It was kitchen table for the better part of eight months just research paper after research paper after research paper nothing else um, and that's sort of set the foundation of how I was able to try and do what I wanted to do and then I just executed on that do you reckon that's do you reckon that's helped open a few doors for you now your your oh, sure. past oh yeah definitely it definitely at the minimum it, it, it makes people more engaged in conversation at, at the bare minimum um, at the same time, there's always the other side of a coin in any situation. It sort of undermines it as well yeah. in many respects. Um, Apart from your random Uber driver who clearly has no idea, <laughs> do you get recognised in the street? 
Uh, depends where you are and your environment and location. Yep. So bars and stuff, more people are more inclined to come up and say good day. Um, but more so overseas. So traveling through India and that had to have sort of private security and escort, same as in Africa. Um, going through sort of streets of in Monaco and Nice and oh, so you've really hit some pretty shit places. Yeah, haven't you? yeah, yeah. What's the best okay. place you've been to uh, with the with the the winning the Master Chef and the post yeah. that? What was the best place where you're pinching yourself, going, "This is ridiculous"? Ah, uh, geez, there's a few. I was, when I say I travelled a lot, I was very, very fortunate. I did a lot. I'd say there's a place called Wenjin, which is near the northernmost point of Europe, or the tourist northernmost point of Europe, um, in Lauterbrunnen. And, and I... I'll, I'll take your word for that. <laughs> I could have just made that up. Yeah, mate, I reckon you did. Oh, yeah, I did. I'm looking it up later, don't worry, yeah, but yeah, I reckon you made it up. It. Anyway, I was sort of sitting there, and it's, being at, it's sort of right at the peak of the Swiss Alps. It's where they filmed one of the James Bond movies. Have you ever seen where the newer ones where they in the Swiss Alps? Um, and I was up there, and it was just one of these pinch me moments. I've had this... I'd had this sort of four-week tour through Italy with a company called Zona Prosecco, which is like one of the bigger wine companies over there. Sort of all expenses, really sort of top-notch everything. Best hotels, best service, best hospitality. And if they finished the trip, sort of going to Switzerland and staying up in the Swiss Alps for a while, and it was just one of those moments like, what the fuck is my life? (laughs) This is just, it doesn't even seem real that this is achievable. Um, but that's that, awesome for I think for a knock around lad like yourself, and I say yeah, that respectfully. So, that, that's fine. Um, for a knock around lad, you've you you like you smashed it. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. It's just one of those things. You just have a crack, and if shit don't work out, then you move on to the next thing, or you keep moving forward. That, that's exactly. I try and tell people that as well because people say to me, "Why'd you quit your full time job to become an Uber driver?" Man, because life's too short. Yeah. And yeah. now I've got a podcast that was number thirty five in Australia a couple of weeks ago. There you go. Congratulations. Um, thank you, mate. I was on a current affair. You know uh, the Today Show for all the right reasons. Yeah, yeah. Um, and mate, it's just kicking goals at the moment. Just past thirty thousand downloads. Good on you, man. Um, Congratulations. So, mate, for me, that's my win. Yeah. Um, Why not? You can hear in your voice and your attitude and your yeah, smile. Yeah, you mate, it's it. the same like you, mate. You get yeah. in the car and you're just a positive bloke. I love that. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good energy breeds good energy. Yeah, amen to that, my man. Um, so, the future is looking pretty bright for you. Uh, always bright. I always say now. There's good days and there's growth days. There's no such thing as a bad day. And that's a, that's so a say choice. that again. There's good days and there's growth days. Yeah. Okay, so I like that. There's a lot of sort of people that say bad, that had a bad day and stuff, and I understand the emotion around it, but I think as soon as you position it and you word it, you describe it, in that context, you change your state. So I don't use bad day anymore. I say growth day. So there's a guy in Bondi called Abstacker. Yeah. He's a PT. Yeah, and right. he says, he's, he was one of my celebrity chats. Yeah. For my podcast, and he's now my PT, and oh, he's a go. he's a good mate. But long story short, he went through a lot of adversity to get where he is today. Now he's been a four-time world body sculpting champion, unbelievable bloke. But he uses he says Happy Monday, Happy Tuesday, and okay. every day, irrespective of how good, bad, or indifferent it is. Yep. Uh, and it's now his catchphrase. And there's people that have heard his podcast that are now changing what they do. To go and say happy Monday to people, happy Tuesday, and it's in, it's infectious. It certainly is. Um, I like the fact you don't you've never had you don't have a bad day. Yes, you might have a an indifferent day, mm-hmm. or in normal terms, it would be a bad day. But for you, it's a growth day. It is, and you've got to accept it, and you've got to recognise it. I surrender to it. So if I uh, if I am having a growth day, you accept for what it is, and you 
reflect on it and you take the positives from it and you move forward because we all have it. It's oh. just the way life is. So true. Um, so in say, like I've got a lot that I still want to achieve, uh, a lot of very ambitious goals and dreams. I uh, started studying neuroscience at, in the US in January. Yeah, so. of course you did. I mean, <laughs> so, in between, jet setting between, you know, this Liebenholm, whatever that place yeah. was. Allowed to put on Yeah, okay. Okay, now I believe it's real because you said it twice. <laughs> you, you've got me hooked there, mate. But, there we go. Um, mate, that's awesome. I reckon you're going to smash everything out of the park, boss. I really ah, do. Thanks, legend. I think we all can. We just do it. Well, that, I think that's the problem, though, is that some people get into that mindset where it's too hard or it's financially too difficult or, you know, I've got expectations and I've got all these, you know, things I need to look after and manage. But sometimes you're just going to say, and there's that movie with Tom Cruise, where he's going to say, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, up, risky Business. Risky Business, that's it. Cracking movie, too, yeah, that yeah, one. it is. I've done the dance a few times. Oh, yeah. Um, I've done the dance. But I, I, anyway, uh, <laughs> neither here nor there. Mate, that's, that's awesome. This is what I love about this job is who you get in the car. Yeah, it would be. It would be fascinating. And it sort of works the other way for me too because I travel quite a lot. Um, a lot of people say, who would you meet while by? And I'll say, that you, the most interesting people, the best stories come from the sort of transport drive, always. Because they've sort of got a different perspective. They've got local knowledge on all the things. And I, I quite enjoy it a lot of the time. Well, I started the podcast based on me saying to my mates, I say, I picked up Brent today and this is his story. And they're going to be like, there's no way you had him in the car. <laughs> and it, I play cricket here at Moore Park with the lads, all, all the primary club lads. Yeah, yeah. Good bunch of mates. And as a, there's a smaller group called CPI. And we're just a bunch of fellas that just, you know, my age, kids, careers, whatever it might be. Yeah, yeah. And I'd say to them, I picked up Brent. And they're like, Pato, there's no way that's true. And... <laughs> It, that's how the podcast came about. That's great. So that's good stuff. That's I love, I love your story. I love, that, I love how positive you are. It's a, that's a choice, isn't it? When you say you had those growth days, though, that's that's interesting to me. Do you ever say to yourself, "Fuck, it's not a growth day. It's actually a bad day." No. No matter what. No. Not not of recent times. No. Obviously, in the past, and this is only probably a twelve month thing. Same as like there was different words that I wanted to eliminate from my vocabulary. What are those? Um, bad days was one. Yep. Uh, work. The word work. I didn't want to eliminate. I just wanted to change. What do you the use word. now? I still use work, so I haven't come up with it. Um, okay. Rightio. But I want a different word for it because there's a negative connotation to say I've got to work tomorrow or I'm at work. Same as busy. That's the other word. I don't like those words because there's negative connotations and associations with them. Um, and for me, it's not that. I enjoy it. I love it. Um, when people say I've got to work on Monday, that for me is an level of excitement. It's just like saying I'm going to a party on Saturday night. Yeah, it's, it's so the true. Same thing. Yeah, but you don't associate it with the word. Um, so I'd love to come up with alternatives for that to sort of paint it in a positive light because we should love what we do. We spend half more of half of our lives doing it. Mate, it's so true. I mean, I, I literally came from walking the dogs. Yeah. Um, jump back in and hit you. There you go. And there you go. I, I love this. Yeah, I absolutely love what I do. And it also, when you do love it, you're happy to sort of spend 15 hours on it in a day if you need to. It's, it's fine. I mean, I'm very conscious of balance as well because I think that's just as important. If I go out of balance, then the growth days arise more and more. Yeah. Um, but I've got no issue with sort of dedicating as much time as need be to do what I need to do. Have you uh, have you found someone else? No. Not yet? No, I, I feel like there's like a... There's a subconscious barrier there, to be honest, because of the travel and all that. It's just not fair on another person to be like, all right, I'm going to Texas for three months. I'll see you, see you when I get back, you know? There's that MasterChef thing. You know, it's January, I'll see you in February, but you turn, turn up in July. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I just don't think that's respect 
respecting somebody else's emotions if I just go down that path and sort of hurt someone's feelings. So, nah, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable. I've been single for two years now and have, have a bit of fun, but um, haven't entered into anything more formal, no. Yeah, oh, wow. We'll see what happens over when I get back from Texas, whenever that is. That's it, mate. We'll see you um, in 2029 or <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, next time you get the car, like you'll be some mad scientist that's worth <laughs> billions because you're just still on the ASX. Or I'll be broke because it didn't work. And, and still loving life. Still loving life. Yeah, that's right. If, if today fell over, yeah. and it, what would you do next? Uh, I Part of the neuroscience study was I'm a strong believer in not necessarily the clinical outcomes just yet because that's based on science, but uh, alternative medicine for mental health conditions and neurological disorders, so dementia, Alzheimer's, um, depression, anxiety, schizophrenia, PTSD, things like that. And I'm really fascinated by the by consciousness and time, uh, and also the accessibility of those. So, accessibility. I'm talking about things like psilocybin and um, psychedelic drugs, but also then using those as treatments for those neurological disorders, neurological disorders as well. So, I'd love to get into the clinical space of clinical trials into, say, psilocybin, which is magic mushrooms for use of PTSD or depression, anxiety, things like that. I also think that'll open up a whole window and a whole new a whole new avenue of creativity, positivity, um, and happiness, essentially, because I feel like there's a lot of people who aren't. I think they just need some of the stuff you're on because... <laughs> that's nothing. <laughs> mate, well that, but that's what I mean, you know. It's, it's sometimes going to be as simple as that, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, mate, you are just smashing it. Uh, if, when you've done all that, uh, there's probably a space shuttle shooting off somewhere. You could probably shoot to, shoot to the moon. Well, it's funny you say that. Oh, please don't tell me. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not, but it is funny you say that because I used to be really scared of heights back in the day. This is sort of four or five years ago. When I was and I was filming a documentary in South Africa, and <laughs> of course. there was these where Nelson Mandela lived was in a place called Soweto, and there was these two cooling towers, and they use those as a bungee jump now. And I remember I was so petrified of flying. I just it was just starting to really affect me, like, and you start to build up your own anxiety around fear. So I wanted to challenge that. So I went to Soweto to the cooling towers and I bungee jumped off the center of them five times in a day. And um, that was sort of my way to challenge my fear of heights. Anyway, from there, my experience of flying somewhat became the most joyous experience in my life versus the most fearful. And now when I take off in a plane, it's one of the most relaxing moments I can be in, most deeper states of almost meditation I can be in. I love it. When you first jumped off the tower, what were you feeling though? Uh, just adrenaline and fear of death. And when, yeah. so, okay, you, so how long did you stand there before you jumped? Just straight away. No mucking around? No, because I decided in my head I was doing it. And there was no way out. Um, well, there is, but not in your head. Not in my head. Yeah, no. I love it. You just got to do it. And that sort of, that leads us to what you were just saying about going to space or something. I started thinking uh, I was flying somewhere the other week to Darwin, I think it was. And I was like, I love this so much. I sort of want to either buy a ticket to one of Branson's tickets to space, or what if I just explored becoming an astronaut? I wonder what does it take to become an astronaut? That'd be pretty fun too. I don't reckon you've got any time in your life right now. But, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I think the ticket to space would be uh, one that's outside my budget, but more achievable than becoming an astronaut. Yeah, quite possibly, mate, quite yeah. possibly. Um, well, mate, I wish you all the success. No, thank you very much. And you too. I'll keep listening on to the podcast. Thank and, you, mate. Um, yeah, hopefully we cross paths again soon. There's and no doubt about it. Other updates. That's it, mate. That's it. And I'll tag you in the uh, 
when the podcast comes out, mate, because there'll be people out there that love your positivity. Yeah, no, um, as much that. as I do. So that's awesome, mate. I think yours is just as yours is as, as infectious as mine. Well, um, I get I, happy people. I do get that a lot. I get I might, people that I might get you. Sorry, man. To just drop me up on. There's a street just up here. Just on the left. On the left. Yeah. All right, man. We'll do that. Yeah, I get a lot of people that send me messages saying, "Look, your positivity, you know, positivity alone is enough to to keep going," and that that's lovely. Uh, it's very flattering. Um, it's also honest and real. Well, right, and that's it. That's it, mate. So, mate, I hope you have a cracking. Cracking success with everything you do, champion. I'll just get in here away from this traffic so yeah, I don't get you hurt. Oh, um, mate, travel safely, buddy. It's that it. was awesome Thanks to meet you. Podcast. No, See, you See you, brother. See you, brother. Well, that is Brent, Master Chef winner. Get stuffed, entrepreneur. That bloke is killing it. That was an awesome chat, man. I love this job, and his positivity is like nothing I've seen in a little while. A growth day. Good and good and bad, normally. But now, good and growth. Brent, that was an awesome chat, mate, and I wish you all the success going forward. I'm sure you will reach the moon one day. And all that work you're doing in that science space just sounds incredible. So, wish you luck. All the best. I hope you cross paths again soon. Definitely get you in the podcast. Wow. What a job. Well, there it is. That's the end of episode 29, the Aussie Rideshare Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did recording it. But look, for some of those people out there that are doing it slightly tough, don't forget there are organisations out there that you can reach out to. Some fantastic places, people that are doing an incredible job helping those that are struggling get through. And if you're on the other side of it, don't forget to give a mate a call, give a friend a call, family member you haven't spoken to all, just check in on them. Make sure they're okay. In the meantime, again, I will just say thank you so much to all those people that are sending messages of support, rating, reviewing, subscribing, sharing, and for those that are donating via the Patreon link on the webpage, just incredible. It does go towards the cost of running the podcast, and it's getting tougher and tougher as we go at the moment. I do have enough... uh, episodes in the bank as i said for the next couple of months and let's hope that things change and i'm back in the car soon in the meantime stay safe stay positive and thanks again for listening